Welcome to You Relevant, the podcast that is all about helping you find relevance in the economy of now. My name is Mike Wheeler, and I'm an online instructor, entrepreneur, and cloud career coach. I gravitate towards tools and tech that enable you to create something new, advance your career, and find the intersection between attainable and essential. I want to encourage you to take a step back and look at your career wherever you are today, right now. This is a different world that we find ourselves in. So you can't rely on what's worked in the past to expect it to work here in this next normal that we find ourselves in. We need a new game plan, a new approach to career success. Now, whether you are out of work or you're currently employed, this episode holds a lot of promise for you, a lot of insights, a lot of thoughts. I've spent a lot of time fleshing this out, and I wanna encourage you to look at your own career as a business. You are the chief executive officer of your career. You're also the chief operations officer, the chief sales officer. You're the entire C-suite of your career. You're every board member and you are responsible for each of the core functions of a great business. Now, what you'll find consistent in successful businesses are these three pillars, and that's marketing, sales, and service. Regardless of the size of the business, whether it's a one-person show or it's a huge conglomerate, what a business needs to do well in in order to succeed and survive and thrive in today's economy is that you need to do marketing well, you need to do sales well, and then you need to do service well. That's what this episode is all about in three sections. First section will be marketing. Second will be about sales. Third will be about service, all related not to business, but to the business of your career. So let's explore marketing as it relates to your career. Now, with these three pillars of business, marketing, sales, and service, I usually equate that to attract, attain, and retain. If you remember nothing else from this episode, just burn into your own memory, into your own gray matter, the term attract, attain, retain. In this piece about attracting attention, you want to get very good at being able to attract attention in your own career pursuits. And this may seem counterintuitive, but it's actually more important that you're attracting attention while you're gainfully employed rather than even when you're unemployed. You want to be always marketing, always marketing yourself, always out there attracting attention to your profile, regardless of what platform that's on. That's because it's always good to have leads coming in and possibilities coming in and options available to you. Even if you end up saying no to 99% of those opportunities that arise, it's the one time that you're in need of a job or in need of a connection or an introduction. And it may be when you least expect it. That's typically how these things happen in life is oftentimes you don't see the writing on the wall or something that's beyond your control. Sometimes it's not so obvious. You may be blindsided and lose your job without a moment's notice. And yes, it may seem unfair, but how much better to always be marketing yourself and always be promoting what you can provide to a company or an organization. Now, yes, of course, if you're an active job seeker, then by all means be marketing yourself, but don't give up those efforts once you are gainfully employed is the point here. Always be marketing. Remember, you are the chief marketing officer of the company of you. You're the entire C-suite. So when it comes to attracting attention, the ways that you do that is you've got to have a LinkedIn profile. I see so many people talking about needing a job and not even having a LinkedIn profile. It's just a given in this day and age. 
convert your resume. And I hope you have a resume. If you don't have a resume, stop listening and get your resume together, of course. But if you have a resume, you need to convert that into a version that is consumable on LinkedIn, where people can see at a glance what you've done. You've got to make sure that there's no typos, of course. And this isn't a lesson in LinkedIn mastery. That's not what this is. This is more at a very high level, very conceptual in how and why you would want to spend time and effort on a platform such as a LinkedIn. But even beyond LinkedIn, there's other platforms that you should be active on as well. This is especially true I've seen in the Salesforce ecosystem, but also in other ecosystems such as Amazon Web Services or Google as a few examples. Regardless of what sort of career you're trying to land in, you want to be marketing yourself on multiple platforms. You want to go where the hiring managers are, where the recruiters are, and you want to market yourself. So we've talked about marketing sales and service in that being the three pillars of any business, but also understand that all businesses either sell a product or a service or both. And so not only are you the chief marketing officer, you're also the product owner. The product is you. It's your career. And you want to make sure that you are offering a good product and a good service. If you're continually being told no, then you need to take time and invest in improving the product and the service that you provide. That may be acquiring further certifications. That may be building out a portfolio. You need to fit the part for the role you're trying to play. And you do that by portraying yourself, not so much as what you are right now, but what you aspire to be. You want to be looking ahead into the future and owning that space that you're trying to move into. And you can do a lot of that yourself. You don't have to wait for someone else to do that for you or to anoint you as that type of individual. You can do a lot emptively to help make that happen. Now, what I mean by that, an example of that is when I first discovered Salesforce and started going down this path of trying to become what was then my primary goal was becoming a Salesforce developer. Now, in that pursuit and in that journey, I saw that there were opportunities and occasions that I needed to interview over Skype. That was the big thing at that time. Nowadays, it's more Zoom would be what is the primary tool for that. But back then, it was Skype. And for these remote video interviews that I had to do, I had to determine what my Skype username was going to be because I had to give that username to the people that were interviewing me. So I decided to do some personal branding. And so I branded myself my user ID on Skype as a Salesforce developer. So when they would ask the recruiter or the hiring manager, what is your Skype ID? I told them Salesforce developer because that was what I was wanting to become. I didn't say that my Skype ID was technical writer because that was actually what my current job title was. It was more aspirational. This is what I'm trying to become. So when you're light on experience and you don't have a lot on your resume, some personal branding you can do is things like that. As far as a Skype ID or a Twitter handle, for example, and you could also potentially even register a domain name and build out a blog for your journey into whatever career you're trying to land in, whether that's a business analyst or project manager, etc. So I do advise that you always be marketing yourself, being active on these social media platforms and not hitching your wagon to a single technology and especially not doing your personal branding, leveraging someone else's trade name just for future proofing and having a long runway and giving you a lot of options. Now, some other things you can do. We talked briefly about LinkedIn and converting your resume into a LinkedIn profile. That's a given. But then also, I do want to encourage you to get your resume if you're looking to be hired by another company. Get that resume on the various job boards. This would be Dice or Indeed, Monster. There's a lot of different job boards out there. Career Builder. I'm not necessarily recommending any of those, but just the more places you put your resume out there, 
that just increases your odds of being contacted, of generating attention. That's what marketing is about. It's attracting attention. So you want to go where the people are and they're on different platforms. So that means that put the onus on yourself to be where the people are that are in the position of being able to hire you, try to attract their attention. Now, also another key thing that is a signal to hiring managers and recruiters that you are actively looking without obviously being out there saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. That's one of the catch-22s or challenges with those that are currently employed. How do you signify that you're open to new opportunities without saying point blank, hey, I'm open to new opportunities? One way you can do that in appearance searches more often is to be updating your resume, to be updating your LinkedIn profile, and to be posting often. The more often that you're updating your LinkedIn profile, one of the primary signals to the LinkedIn algorithm specifically is the recency of your updates and the frequency of your updates. So the more recent that you've updated, the more frequent that you update causes you to rise higher up in the search results when someone is doing a search for a Salesforce business analyst or a Salesforce project manager or an Amazon Web Services architect or whatever the search term might happen to be. So that is something that you can do that's kind of on the down low and you don't necessarily have to share those updates with your network. You can just do those those updates signify that you don't want to post an update like Mike Wheeler just updated his job title or Mike Wheeler just updated his experience. You don't want to be just spamming your feed with that kind of information to those that are following you or connected with you on LinkedIn, for example. But you do want to be updating often. So when you learn something new, put it on your LinkedIn profile, put it in there. Even if it's if you have a gap in your employment and you're studying and just put notes about what you're doing. And if it's trailhead things, convert it into these are things that you're doing as part of your portfolio. And these are applications that you've built. And not just saying, oh, I've got 50 badges, but putting some keywords and some descriptors around what those badges represent. What have you built? What have you done? Because that's going to be key and crucial in the next step of this three-step process. We've been talking about marketing. The next step is sales. So marketing is attracting attention. Sales is where you attain customers, where you turn someone from a lead into an opportunity and you close the deal and you get the job, okay? So I'm kind of turning the Salesforce methodology and the Salesforce terminology on its head. I'm not trying to sell a product or a service, but you're trying to land a job. So these leads are then converted into an opportunity Next, we're going to talk about sales and attaining those customers, attaining those jobs, closing the deal, sealing the deal. What I want to do in order to do that is I want to play you a pretty short clip on what I call Let Them Tell You. This was originally recorded a couple of years ago in my old office, which was very spacious and very echoey. So the sound quality is going to be a notch down, but it's my thoughts on how you can close the deal and interview well, because if you don't interview well, you're going to be told you don't have enough experience. If you're told you don't have enough experience, there's usually some other underlying factor and they don't want to tell you the truth. It's a lot easier to say you don't have enough experience. Now, you may not have enough experience, but you need to overcome that by exuding confidence that you'll be able to figure out whatever the problem is and that you have stories to tell. The way to have stories to tell is to have experience and you can make your own experience by building applications, building out your own portfolio. So check out, let them tell you. The thought process behind this is that I see individuals starting off in this journey of changing careers, specifically getting into the Salesforce ecosystem. And there's a lot of thoughts around how hard it is 
years to change careers and to pivot or to change your career path. I'll be the first to admit that changing your career is not an easy task. There is a certain time of being really uncomfortable where you're straddling two worlds. You're straddling your existing job and career and trying to, in your spare time and wherever you can, get enough experience and enough knowledge and learning and certifications in order to make that change and get into the Salesforce ecosystem. And sometimes that straddling time can be for several months or maybe even uh, one or two years. And I remember whenever I was going through that process, working as a technical writer and taking every opportunity I could in my existing job to grow where I was planted and learning Salesforce and volunteering for projects and even presenting chatter at the National User Conference for the software company that I worked for at the time. There were some times where I had to get outside of my comfort zones and still also stay focused on my primary job duties. And so you may be having quite a departure here trying to get into the Salesforce platform. And I recognize and appreciate the discomfort that can come with that. But because of that, there's this propensity or tendency of individuals to kind of dismiss the value that they bring to the table and to underestimate your own abilities. And this may be you. And so I'm really intending this to be an encouraging talk more than anything else. This is not so much to teach you anything other than believing in yourself and your own ability to do this. And I know full well that you're hearing voices that you're not smart enough or you don't have enough experience or you discovered Salesforce too late, or the market has become too saturated, or whatever, fill in the blank, you're just not good enough, or you have some sort of false belief or limiting belief in yourself that's keeping you from having success perhaps, or some fear, maybe you've not even gotten to the point of even trying yet to get interviewed, but maybe that's holding you back from just going for it. And I wanna give you permission to go for it. And you don't need my permission, you don't need anybody's permission in order to go for it as far as getting interviews and trying to land a Salesforce job. You will never know the entire platform. And with each passing day, you'll know a smaller and smaller percentage of the platform because the platform is growing at a quicker pace than your capacity to learn or my capacity to learn it. When I started out, Salesforce was much smaller they had acquired much fewer companies than they have now. And as they have these companies and these new technologies, they have that morphed into their own solution and offering. So the platform is becoming bigger and bigger with each passing day. So I would not worry about for a second that you just now or recently discovered the Salesforce platform. I don't want you to think or consider for a nanosecond that if only you would have discovered Salesforce back when I discovered it, don't even think about that. That. Because when I discovered Salesforce, which was in 2012, which was about six years ago at the time of this recording, I had those same thoughts because I saw people that were succeeding on the platform that had been with it since the early 2000s or 2004 or 2006. And I actually had an opportunity to do a web to lead form on the Salesforce platform for a client back in 2006 or 2007. One of the side things I did in addition to technical writing was search engine optimization and web 
design. And so one of my web design and search engine optimization clients needed a web to lead form. And so I did that and then I promptly forgot about Salesforce for about five years. Now, when I was revisiting Salesforce and discovering it anew inside of a bookstore, when I was looking for what I was going to do in order to make more money in order to provide for my family and discover Salesforce development, you know, the immediate thought and regret was, oh, I could have done this. I could have been doing this the past five years, but I didn't. There's nothing you can do about that. All you can do is start right now, you know, and the saying, and this is some hokey saying that someone originated, I don't know who, but you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. And the second best time to plant a tree is right now. And so you can only control basically today and what your actions and your immediate actions are today. And so I really want to talk about letting them tell you rather than you telling them that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you don't know enough about the Salesforce platform, you don't have enough experience, you're too young, you're too old, you're too ugly, you're too pretty, you're too whatever. Whatever those things are that are keeping you from pursuing a Salesforce job need to go out the window right now because now is the time for you to put this into practice and to actually go out there and run the gauntlet of trying to get these job interviews and land and secure these things and get them scheduled, these interviews, and then go through the process of actually walking through that door or taking that phone call or responding to that email and getting something down and scheduled this week. It's nothing to do with a task that you're going to do in Salesforce, but something you're going to do untethered from the cloud and actually dealing with people out there in the real world and dealing with humanity is I want to see you go for a job and apply. Get yourself out there and apply to one or dozens of jobs and see if you can secure a job interview. Now, whether that's a phone interview, an in-person interview, or a series of interviews or a video interview, all these different things that we've been talking about, whether it's for a permanent role, a contract role, a temporary role, something that's just two weeks, something that's part-time, just get an interview and get through the process. It doesn't even have to be a job that you're necessarily qualified for or something that you think there's no way in a million years you'll get this job, just go ahead and submit yourself and see if you get a response. And if you get a response, really try and do well in the interview and learn from that experience. If you have any opportunity to record the audio from that so you can listen back and hear how you did and do some introspection and see how you can improve, great. But don't tell them why you can't do this. Let them tell you. The worst, the absolute worst possible case scenario in a job interview is that you're told no, that the end result is that they're not going to hire you. Now, if you don't go on these job interviews and pursue this, then you've already gotten that answer. The answer is no, because you're not even tried. So there's nothing but upside by submitting yourself into the ring of consideration here. So submit your resume, email recruiters, email and apply on the job boards and be active in updating your LinkedIn profile as you go along or as you remember things that you've done in the past and keep looking, set job alerts so that on LinkedIn or the other job boards, you will be alerted whenever there's jobs either in your area or in your wheelhouse that you're qualified or semi-qualified for. And the key is, is just to get out there and start trying and start interviewing and finding out what 
you don't know and what you don't have a good answer to. And uh, you'll find that you'll get better at this. The nerves will be less with each time that you're interviewed. And eventually you'll get to where you actually enjoy being interviewed. You just got to trust that and look to the positive of the of how great an opportunity it is for someone to actually take time out of their schedule in order to talk to you about the possibility of paying you to work on the platform. I mean, are you kidding me? That is a huge opportunity. That's a huge honor. And so jump at the chance to be interviewed. Don't fear it. Clear your, your schedule, clear your calendar and make it happen. The point of all this is let them tell you rather than you telling them why you can't do this because they might just surprise you and tell you, yes, you can. And yes, they want to hire you. And then before you know it, you'll be a Salesforce professional and you'll be just launching your own cloud career or going even higher than you ever, ever anticipated. So we've made it through attract and attain. So now it's time to discuss retain. That would be the service side of the equation as far as marketing, sales, and service. And when you think of service or customer service, you may think of either poor customer service you've received or good customer service. And this is critical to retaining business if you're a business owner. If you don't do well with customer service, you will gradually lose your customers. And there's been a lot of studies around how much harder it is to attain a new customer than it is to retain an existing customer. Now with customer service, the reason why companies don't provide good customer service is they view it as a cost center. It is something that is considered a drain to their bottom line. You have to employ people to provide customer service, but they're not selling products. One thing that I've noticed and what I've employed in my own life is if I'm trying to reach a human on a call line, oftentimes they will outsource service and either do a chat bot or make it very difficult to get to an actual live human. So if I'm given an option of either sales or support, I will actually select sales in order to get someone on the phone quickly because companies are quick to take your money, but they're slow to provide service. The reason is because it costs them money to provide that service. Now, what smart and forward-looking companies are doing is trying to loop back into the service process, sales opportunities. They're identifying opportunities to expand their footprint inside of a business or to renew a relationship or to expand a relationship with another business through providing service. So it's not just solving the problem at hand, but identifying upsell opportunities or ways of doing new business. And as I mentioned, expanding that footprint into a larger chunk of real estate. Now, how you can do that and relate that in your own career is thinking about in your own retention of your existing job, if you happen to be gainfully employed at this time, is that as you are learning new things, as you're providing a service or a product or building something out for your current employer or job that you're in, is always be marketing during that process. And what that looks like is to be documenting what you're doing in your existing job. So if you learn something new, if you overcome a challenge, if you have a successful release, document that, post that on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, post that on Twitter, that is giving you material and content to distribute outward, looping back into the marketing side of the equation where you're attracting attention once again. This is not just to be an attention-seeking person all the time. The purpose of this, as we mentioned earlier, is to always be marketing because you don't know what the future might hold. And this does open up new opportunities for you, not necessarily even landing in a new job, but it may be a side project that you may be able to land or a speaking engagement or something entirely different because you are out there continually posting, continually marketing. You start 
start to become to be seen as an expert, even though you may not feel like one, if you're very actively giving examples of what you're doing out there in the trenches in the real world day by day and things that you're learning on whatever platform you're working in and whatever role that you happen to be in, whatever content you can piece together and put back in there, you're taking that retention of your existing job and that service of that existing job and that is flowing back in and looping back into the marketing side of the equation to either expand your footprint in your existing job or landing some side job or side project. It does raise your profile. It does increase your connections and it just gives you content to share. You just don't want to have radio silence on social media because as is often the case, those that post most often do gain more visibility. It is like building a snowball and that's just how things work today. You cannot go radio silent for years and then just pop up after years of silence and expect the LinkedIn algorithm to respect you immediately. You've got to earn that. The way to do that is to build that snowball day by day and week by week and documenting the journey. You may be familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V, and he always is out there encouraging people to document their journey. Don't worry about appearing like you have to be an expert. You just be honest with where you're at in the journey, remembering that we all start from zero. You are where you are and just documenting that path. And even if it's something that seems simple, go ahead and document things that you figured out, things that you've learned, things that you've built. And that'll also be good practice for you to develop your messaging for the interview room. If you're forced to write out posts or share things in video format, whether it's video blogging or vlogging or writing out an article on LinkedIn, this does get you in the habit of honing your messaging so that when the opportunity arises, you're really cogent and cohesive in your elevator pitch of selling yourself, of marketing yourself. So this is a feedback loop. This is not a cost center as far as just working your job. You are making money from that, but also look at ways that you can leverage that and expand upon that to give you content and that lead to further connections, higher visibility, potential side work, or the next opportunity that's lurking around the corner. So if you could please do this new podcaster a solid, please share this podcast with others. I also want to hear your voice. Please do reach out to me. I want to include the voices of my listeners. If you have any questions, leave that in a voice message. You may be featured in a future episode. And please subscribe, share, spread the word about you relevant. And together we'll help you and others find relevance in the economy of now. Thanks. Thanks.